When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Friday, May 29th, 2020. We are approaching 8.03 as we uh, continue a very important conversation. Again, this isn't going to be uh, the typical show uh, that you're used to hearing, uh, and we will return to that when it's appropriate. Uh, what is appropriate is to continue the conversation with people that mean a great deal to us, that can offer great perspective um, and uh, open our minds and hearts uh, in ways uh, that we may not be thinking about. And one of those people that we felt was important to hear from this morning was our good friend, Miss Shannon. She joins us on the phone. Good morning, Miss Shannon. Hey, Jay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Alexis. Hey, Don. Um, Shannon, can you just let's let's start this? And and uh, you know, uh, we have all the time in the world. And and I'm just uh, a I'm just grateful you're here. And number two, I I just want to start with, can you speak to the collective pain of what's happening? Well, I mean, it would. Part of it is that it's this vacillating between sadness and anger because. Unfortunately, this is not a new scenario, and feeling that recurrence of not being heard on these things, and that it has to get to such dire straits for other people that sh- other people that should be part of our community to see why we are in such pain over these scenarios, and that's frustrating. It's frustrating that it has to get to this point that. We are relying on the fact that social media and people have technology to turn these stories so quickly so that we can go, no, really, it's happening again, and it's happening in your neighborhood. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And you're also trying to raise a son right now. And right. I'm not asking you this because I'm trying to get some type of a soundbite here. Mm-hmm. I really want to know how he's doing and, and how you're doing with with all of this, with him. What do you tell him? I mean, it's a blessing and a curse in my particular house because of his particular challenges. My idea of keeping him safe is mostly... I bear the brunt of most of that because he doesn't understand why we're not going to Target and why these things are closed or when I tell him that we need to be gentle or we can't behave a certain way, especially when we're in public. It's because I know that he's judged as a person of color and as a, as a little brown kid. And you just don't get as much wiggle room. And unfortunately, I think that we've created this need in our society for our kids of color to be even 
more stunted in the way that they're able to respond because he can't come across as aggressive or angry because it's continually misconstrued. And people just snap to judgments and decision and 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 decisions, and it's it's hard to sit there and go, no, I have to worry about. Well, if my kid has a meltdown someplace, are people going to look at him like he's a kid that's having a hard time, or are they going to go, this young man is dangerous, and then snap to that and cause this unsafe scenario for him? Right, and and your son does have special needs. If if people out there don't know. So, you know, you go through all those challenges anyway, uh, and my heart goes out to you. It just must be very scary. I mean, I feel like there's been so many times where I'm like, honey, we can't do that here, and that doesn't mean anything to him. But I know that if we have an an episode at the park that people aren't going to go, oh, my gosh, this is a person that's on the spectrum and this woman needs help. It's, oh, my gosh, I'm so scared this big kid is having whatever they think. And so that's what I, you know, I I am not by any means anti-police and law enforcement, but I do think that we've created a scenario where a lot of us are more fearful of them than feeling like they would do anything to protect us. And... You know, as someone who's never had a one-to-one negative interaction with the police, I still am, if I needed somebody, I think I would call family or friends before I would call them. Really? Yeah. Right. No. And isn't that... I mean, and it's not just because of Minnesota, but I mean, there's so many stories like, you know, and and, and I've talked to, to, at least I know Alexis and Jason about this before, a few years ago when we had that scenario that was in North Miami where the police showed up and they were armed and there was a situation where a young man who was on the spectrum was in uh, the street with his caregiver of color and the caregiver got shot. And I could just see myself being that person where you're just trying to protect your, your, your charge and instead of coming to protect, we have allowed our law enforcement to get so tightly strung for multiple reasons, by not giving them them enough mental health care, by not giving them enough training, by not setting up this scenario where they really have put a face on us as community members. We've created this thing where we all look like a target. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to feel like those are the people who have my best interest in heart. And isn't that just, Shannon, isn't that just on a, that's horrible. That's just, that's, that's unacceptable. That's just fundamentally not, it's not a rose colored glasses situation. It's just, but that's the reality. And that's a reality that people, that people don't know because they have their worldview and, and they're lucky that they don't have to feel like Shannon. I feel like if I call the police, I, I, they're going to protect me. I'm not going to worry about them retaliating on me. You know what I mean? I, I right. I'm sorry, yeah. Lex. I'm sweet. I didn't uh, mean I, to step on oh, you. Oh no, no, no. I there's we're all in different places. Lots going on. Yeah. Um, right. I, I, I'm wondering, Shannon. Without an arrest, um, do you feel that or arrests multiple uh, that this is it, it is just fueling the fire of it reinforces what you just said? Definitely, um, because. I mean, it's not that I think the entire system of our national police forces are all terrible people. I think that it is a situation, though, where instead of going, we are seeing our community as human beings, we've allowed this job 
and the badge to be more important than individuals. And so I think that not saying that you can have people on the force who are the wrong people, who are bad at their job, who are a danger to other people, without acknowledging that and saying that they are above this law that the rest of us are supposed to uh, be um, beholden to, I think that that just continues the problem. And that's where we're at right now is I feel that there have been case after case after case where there weren't the right kind of repercussions for this kind of action. And so now people are just over thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to handle it. And they're tired of waiting. And so now we're getting these unreasonable responses because being reasonable in the past was ignored. Didn't work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when you see, Shannon, I mean, when you see that it's not being taken care of in, in, in the guise of the, the system's not being fixed, where you have a, a guy uh, like this officer who has been reprimanded. I don't know, uh, Kenny, I, I don't know. this 18 times. 18 the times. article I read said 18 times. And the nothing. article I read said 18 times. And he got a letter. Nothing happens. I got to tell you, in any what? situation, I don't care, and I don't think I'm being dramatic here, and I don't think I'm, I'm actually probably being conservative. In any work environment, and I really mean this, in any damn work environment, whether it's hosting here at My Talk, working at Cub Foods, or being head dilly bar guy at Dairy Queen, if you had five, six uh, uh, episodes of, of 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 going down to the HR department, you wouldn't have a job. And maybe the person no, that agree. was your boss wouldn't have a job. I, I don't, you know what I mean, Shannon? I just, and, and so, look, I... I I don't right. I don't love I don't like the destruction. I don't I don't no. enjoy seeing my city burn, but I get the no. anger. Even as a white guy, right. I get the anger because when you're told repeatedly that things are going to change and damn it, they don't change. They not only do they not right. change, but what w- the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting different results. There's never a different result. So for people wondering why the How city is burning, hurt? these embers have been they've been burning for years. It's the language of the unheard, as Martin Luther King said. Right. Yes. Yep. Right. I'm sorry, Shannon. I, mean, I didn't mean to really get all is, there's, I mean, and, it's, and I'm trying not to get choked up either, but it really does just make you just so frustrated because you are reminded that even though you think you've made greater inroads and you think that we're going in the right direction, then something like this happens and you go and you snap back to the reality that maybe we haven't. And to have that continually reminded to you and to, you know, I'm going through a same scenario that my mom would tell me stories about, the way that she was treated. And it's just, you know, you think that things are going to get better. And it's, it's, maddening that they haven't and then to try and explain to other people what you're going through they just look at you like you're like it's so difficult because i have a a close group of friends that i can talk about these scenarios with but it's you can't be open and honest about how hurtful all of these things are because people just don't get it and they think that i'm just complaining and or they think that because i'm you know, it's we live in a world of stereotypes. And since people go, well, she's one of the good ones, and she's articulate, and she's oh, that, it's not oh, good. They oh, think that that's not my reality. Oh, and yeah. so the fact that Shannon. my perspective oh, on that is still squashed because I'm a happy, positive person working towards change and trying to find these ways to have my voice continue to be out there and giving voice and license to other narratives, then people think that, oh, you're fine. 
you're fine. Yeah. Oh, These no, aren't a problem. Gender, it so. doesn't. It's not real. Or Sad. the fact that I'm able to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. cobble together um, the things that I have. People don't know how much extra work goes into my day to day existence. Oh. But because I'm doing well, they feel that that negates all of the other people that are struggling. You boy, you live and a that's fire not true. Me. That the, the the phrase well spoken the most She's racist the thing ones. i have ever heard my god right. shut up with that but BS. they don't know and they think they're being exactly. kind like yeah. i remember you know when we were going through this pain um near the time of the Solano castile shooting it was people going well you'd always be fine but people just don't understand he should have been fine as well you know it's like there should be you know what it is is that we should be party to the judicial system and there should be things that happen but it's not fair it is you know completely filled with disparities and they're all and and they're you know some of them are based on economics but they're based on economics and race and those two things are put together well, you know, and, they're definitely put together. Yeah. And also, what you just said, Shannon, and what Kenny just said, I'm just going to be blunt here. We, we, we really, and I've been trying to do this, j- j- just shut my mouth and listen. We really, dear other white people, listen to what Shannon just said. And, and, and try not to, and don't get defensive. Because I can hear when, 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 when people are color of trying to explain uh, what their life is like, what Shannon just beautifully said, some people immediately jump to, Oh, well, I just can't say this. And oh, I can't give. That's a compliment to me. I just can't say that to Shannon. No, you can't. Don't get all because fragile. What it means don't, is that d- you don't care about the other people that you're judging yeah. and that you're saying are different in some way that. Uh, but also, just, but if you but 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 seriously, listen to people, listen to what Shannon just said. Don't get defensive. Hear what she just said. Accept it. If you do want to be a person, if you do want to be an ally, if you want to be, if you want to help, it takes more than just wearing a T-shirt. And, and that's great. That's real. That's actually very powerful. But it takes more than that. Right. You have to listen to people of color and you have to listen to what their truth is. Lex says it all the time. Live your truth. Shannon just illustrated, just like Kenny said, oh, God, I feel like I have a charcoal on my ass because I it just oh, I'm so hearing, hearing oh, that. And, and, and that's How Shannon swearing. D- Shannon, don't mean to talk about you in the third person, but that's your reality. And the fact that people think that that's a compliment. White people, when you get corrected. Don't get, again, I'm going to say it for the seventh time. Don't get defensive. Use it as an opportunity. Use it as an opportunity. Don't be fragile. If you want change, you got to first listen to people. You got to listen to people who are trying to show you, trying to tell you a worldview that you are not familiar with. And just and, and it doesn't mean you're a bad no, person. No, it doesn't. Like, I feel like you get so much backlash when you do try to educate or bring somebody into it slightly. And I happen to be one of those people. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com.
people that I try really hard to start those conversations with humor. That's how I process things. Mm -hmm. Because if you come at people, then you get this whiplash effect. Because, you know, there's been so many studies that talks about the fact that when someone does say, okay, I feel uncomfortable in this work environment because there's a pervasive culture of insensitivity, then the people who who are doing the insensitive things they end up with more therapy than the person yes. who actually was aggrieved oh my gosh, because so they are right. so wounded by the fact that somebody called right. them that. So if I right. make a, if I have to tell you to make a correction, I'm not automatically saying you're a racist. I'm saying that you did something that was culturally insensitive and that there are other ways that you can do it. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not automatically branding you as a terrible person. I'm just saying here's a better way to do it or here's how it made me you know, feel. Yeah. And I think that that's reasonable. Yes. But again, we're in a scenario where people have tried to be reasonable for years. Like we can go back to, you know, I, you know, how far back do you want me to go? You know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shan- that, that's the most frustrating thing about it. It's not a new conversation. Shannon, could you please join us for one more segment? Sure. Okay. Sure. We're gonna, we're going to take a pause. Yeah. More with Miss Shannon when we return. Shannon. We are very grateful for Miss Shannon's time today. Uh, giving us a much-needed perspective. Welcome back, 822 on this Friday, May 29th. A very different show today, uh, but one that we hope is uh, uh, with purpose and intention. And uh, uncomfortable conversations. I, I, I said, we, you know, I just tweeted someone, we, we, we should be uncomfortable right now. We, we, we should be sitting in this uncomfortableness right now. Um, Shannon, uh that's my favorite hobby, Jason, is making people slightly uncomfortable. That, I know it is, Miss Shannon. I, I, uh, <laughs> I spend a lot of time just going, how can I make you feel like you're kind of diagonal right now? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But, you're, but at, at the same time, Shannon, there is a line, right? There is that fear, you like know, you brought up last segment, of being an angry thing. black woman. And you know, w- watching everything you say, everything you wear, how you raise your babies. Right. I think that it is a matter of finding the just just the filter that you can use to try and make sure that there is a way that you present things and trying to make sure that you are overall providing safety and 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 I just like to remind people when I get the opportunity that I have additional safeguards that I'm putting into his day-to-day life that I don't think a lot of other people have to do. And, you know, I have one of my, one of my really good friends, and this was just a good example, where, I mean, and she's, a, you know, she's one of our best friends, and she happens to have a son and she happens to be white, and we were just talking about something and, and just bringing up the differences because there's been scenarios where I've called my local law enforcement and said I would like to bring my son for a tour because I wanted them to know that they had a single black mom with a special needs kid in their community. So if something happened adjacent to us, it would them knowing the scenario that we're in and that we might look out of whatever that normal model that they were expecting if they were in if they if they if they had to interact with us. And you know, I don't think that that's something that a lot of people think that they would do with their kids, but it's no. something that I right. knew and had gotten advice from numerous resources including you know, uh, you know, we're fortunate that in the, the Minnesota autism community, they do have a good um, relationship with the St. Paul um, Police Department. And that was one of the things that they advised. And it was just really, and they go, we know that this sucks that you have to do that. We had a very open and honest conversation. I was talking to a police officer that's on the St. Paul Police Force who have, you know, just was like, here's what I suggest you do. And I know it sounds terrible that you have to do that, 
but here's what I would do if I were you. And so I took their advice. So it's not like we're not trying to do what we have to do. It's just, again, disappointing that that's still where we're at, that that's something that we have to do. Disappointing that you, as a mother, have to take that step. You know what I mean? A, a step well, that, and exhausting. It's, yeah, yeah. And to, just to, for your kid to stay alive for walking down the street, in some cases just even staying home. Right. I mean, I've, you know, I've, had, I've counseled kids in my neighborhood that were out playing with toy guns that they shouldn't do that or make sure they do that in the backyard. Like there are just constant narratives that go on in your head if you are – you know, a person of color that I don't yeah. think that the general prevailing culture knows we have those things going on in our head. Yeah. And because they, they, they see either what they, they see two extremes. They see the Cosby show or they see black people on cops and that's it. Or they see brown people that are, in, you know, in those scenarios. They don't know what the normal, what the mean is, you know, for people of color. And what is involved in all of those things. And, you know, and feeling like people don't get to know you as a human being is a day-to-day reality. <laughs> when, you know, it's like going, they're so easy. Like, if you wonder why, and I'm sure you guys talked about this, if you wonder why there's always this backlash and why we are continually upset when you hear all these blackface stories and when none of those stories pop back up and when people go, what's the big deal? They're just being funny or just doing that. It's because it's, that whole genre, like when you go back to those kind of things, it's seeing people of color as a costume. Yes. That's why it's so of such a problem. It's that we're already battling the do you see me as a human being? It's dehumanizing. Humanizing ourselves. Yes. Humanizing ourselves. And then when you have that, it's like, no, that makes you take a step back. You're a costume. You're a character. You're not a person. So when you so Shannon, that makes perfect sense because when you see the video of the white cop on the knee, or I'm sorry, his knee on the throat, on his uh, throat, how can you do that to another human being? Well, you can, you 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 can when you know that's the maddening thing. Well, you can when you think that human being is less than. You know what I mean, Shannon? That's you 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 can. You have the ability to do that when you think the person you're doing it to is lesser than, less than you. That's how that right. happens that's how that right. damn happens yeah and so making sure that we try to level that interaction is part of the overall problem and what people are constantly working on and going no it should be you know me as a human being and that we are all on the same level and that's not where we're at and it's and unfortunately there's it 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 is so infused in our culture that that, main, that particular status quo remains. Yeah, and I, that's where I think a lot of the divisiveness that we see and that trying to create that feeling of pockets of others. Everybody's different. Everybody's this. All of our, you know, you know, whatever I need is more important than what you need. And we can't work on things collectively. That's why they maintain that because it makes it easier to go. Well, that pocket's not important. That's and to them, not us. Yeah. Yes. That pain is their pain. That trauma is their pain. Yeah. And that cannot be the message because it, it is our pain. Right. It's, it is our trauma. Right. But once we start right. saying that, Shannon, I can make a big difference. All of us appreciate Thank your time, you so sweetheart. Much. Thank you so much. One more. Oh, one yeah. more thing. Sh- oh, go My ahead, pleasure. Shannon. Yeah. 
Give that yeah. little brat a hug for me. I haven't seen him in a year or more. Uh, so I, I'm sure he's grown up. I want to see him so I can say, oh, man, look at how much you've grown. He's as tall as you are now. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big, Give him a hug He's a 12-year-old that looks like he's 18 and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh. The greatness, so, Shannon, everyone. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, love you. Bye. bye. Listen to comedy uh, through the chaos. Uh, you can get information on Shannon's new show. It's fantastic. Uh, follow Miss Shannon on various social channels. It is 829. We're going to take a slight pause. We'll be back after these words. 833, Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Friday, May 29th, 2020. Uh, we appreciate everyone that joined us today. Uh, Stephanie to talk about St. Paul uh, and Miss Shannon giving voice uh, to her perspective as a mom. And I, isn't it I was just thinking about this, and I know it triggered uh, Kenny as well. And I know uh, the, the fact that the low bar, like the fact that Shannon said right before she she said goodbye to us, is uh, she struggles for some people to view her as a human being. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That's real right there. Think about that. Think about that. We're, we're, it's something that she deals with every day. Yeah. I mean, we're at a time where. Miss Shannon has to struggle not just to be accepted. That's that's oh my goodness, that's the but she has to struggle for people to look at her as a human being. We're also living in a time where right now more CNN reporters have been arrested than bad cops. Right. Amen. Oh, wow. Yes. That's one hell of a that's way to crazy. put it. You're absolutely right. Yep. I'm just it just both things kind of struck me as I saw another report about the CNN reporter. I just thought <laughs> More CNN reporters. Uh, the, huh. Yeah. Okay. He's been released. I want to be clear. I want to be clear. But I just thought about that. It just kind of hit me like a brick truck. Or not a brick truck. Okay. You know what and I mean. And a tattoo that's... Thank you. <laughs> it's been a morning. I just, yeah. It, it has, yeah. Right. Uh, it's sad that a riot is, is the language of the unheard. And that's exactly where this is. It, it's come to. Yeah. Um, b- being, saying that she doesn't feel seen at all. And then to also be a mom and what do you tell your kids like how you go about protecting them because you do you feel so helpless I mean and look I'm a new mom my kids only six months old but I'm already thinking of the conversations that I'm gonna need to have with him I mean and this isn't even an african-american experience but my kid is triracial yeah he is going you're gonna look at him and not know what are you you know (laughs) and to have those conversations what what will I have to say that's different to him? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's not fair. It, it it it's just yeah. Because George Floyd was once a child, a baby. He was a son. He he has a daughter. He has a daughter. He was a human being that had life, and it was just taken away from him and his family. It's just. So upsetting. And, and also, the pain that we're feeling... Is nothing. Is not, oh. and, it, and it's nothing. It's nothing. And, and suddenly we're, oh, now we're upset. I, I just keep thinking about the fact... I keep thinking of Shannon. And I think of... Mm-hmm. This is this is the daily reality for folks, and that's when why it comes to having burn to have to burn down buildings to feel that you're heard, to burn down material items, 
to fight for your life. I just, and, They've and been even, unheard for so, so long. It's a systematic thing that needs to be changed. You're literally erased from the country, from the world. And we've moved on so many different times, but at some point enough is enough. And we have video evidence. How much more do you need to make these arrests? That's one of the things. And again, I think we've done, uh, we've tried. I mean, the focus is always on Mr. Floyd, but the postponement of justice is is there as well. And it's just, just from a, you know, the lack of communication from our leaders. Yeah. You don't need a degree in law enforcement. You don't need to be a cop to just as a, a human being. It just doesn't make any sense to people. And nobody's really explaining. I, I You know, no. the press conference yesterday didn't explain anything. And I know. Oh, it made it worse. I know. I know that it takes time. I, we, we got a really lovely email. Um, you know, we don't know the ins and outs of, of how exactly this process works. And justice does take a while. I don't know if they're uh, waiting for... Uh, and I don't mean to be crass here. I don't know if they're waiting for all the the autopsy or whatever, and and uh, to, to link that with the video, and then go after you know the 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 highest charge they can. We don't know, um, or even arrest them for their own protection. I was just going <laughs> to say, point. but what doesn't make sense is there's reasonable cause. Oh, that's the one thing I. I don't. Anyone else would be arrested right away. Oh. We've said it five times, but we need to keep saying it. If Dawn yes. had done this, if Kenny had done this, Kenny would be in. Don't mean to use you, Kenny, but Kenny would be in jail right now. You know, yeah. I, I that's remember what remember what what Steph said. Yeah, you know, that they, there's they, certain protections for police. They're officers. on a different rail than the rest of us. They don't have to answer. Even after you're do. fired, Kenny. I don't mean to cut you off there, but that's another thing. Yeah, but yeah. they've been fired, so now they're right. And I really don't, and I and I also want to say this, as much as I've been with purpose, with purpose, reframing, we've been trying to reframe every conversation when we get off on a tangent to make sure we're singularly focused on, on Mr. Floyd. I also want it to be very clear. We are very aware. I don't want this to be a four-out. We know there are good law enforcement officials out oh, there. I, I, I yes. want to be, I'm just saying that I want to be very clear because I never want that to be misconstrued. We don't want our words to incite more violence. Yeah, please. because I, my best friend in, in one of my best friends in life, and I, I some of my Indiana friends are listening right now, uh, Jason uh, Diener, I'm very proud. And he's one of the best. He's just a man of honor. And my Uncle Mark is, uh, my Uncle Mark and my Uncle Don from Michigan City, Indiana are proud, good men. Um, I know a couple of women on the police force. There are good cops out there. We are absolutely, and they should be upset too. They, they probably are, are yes. thinking, well, you know what? Are. You have tainted oh, yes, our. Yes, we've worked yes. so hard for community, yep. and then this happens. You have pushed us back so far, and all of the yep. work that. So we cannot. You're right, Jace. We cannot, and, J- and Kenny. We cannot, and Don. We cannot like dismiss that. Um, but unfortunately, that that has happened, and, and they should police- be upset. Yes, and they are, uh, Lex. That's what police Twitter has been saying all week. If you follow a lot of police officers on Twitter, all of them are saying the same thing. Probable cause, get them in jail, hurry up, let's go. You're making us all look bad. Yes, my my boyfriend's dad is a retired police officer, you know, and he's such a good man. Yeah. I can't imagine, I mean, he's such a good man, and I can't imagine him being okay with this. This just... You know, it's he's not okay with it, and you know there are good people out there, like you said. It's yeah. I just 
unfortunately, our buddy uh, Chris Reavers, uh, his dad is a retired oh, that's sheriff's right. deputy. He, yeah, he is livid. Is he livid? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, yeah, I, it, it, there's just so many. There's so many avenues of pain, and there's so many avenues of anger mm-hmm. uh, that. We've tried to sh- shine a light on many of them and try to put it in proper perspective. If we if we've tripped over this word or that word, please forgive us. We've really tried. Yeah. Um. And uh. And I, I think we've tried to balance it out too because again, my goodness, and it's hard. If I'm being very, let's take a pause. I. I, I, I we'll, Before you do, oh, I have a. I, yeah. Go I ahead. have a traffic item, Jason. Oh, absolutely, and, um, please. I, I want to do an update on the last report because uh, during this week I can't get away with, or none of us should get away with alluding to anything. And I mentioned a closure on eastbound Highway 36 due to a crash, and I mentioned that I didn't really believe that it was a crash. Well, it turns out it's really bad news. It's sounding now, and this has not been confirmed, but it sounds like a pedestrian was hit on eastbound Highway 36. Mm at Hamlin, uh, so all traffic on eastbound Highway 36 is being directed off the freeway at Snelling. You can go north or south there, but you cannot proceed on eastbound Highway 36 past Snelling. Mm, upsetting. <laughs> yep, that's bad news. 8.42. Oh. We're going to take a pause. We'll be back after these words. Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Friday, May 29th, 2020, 8.46. Wrapping up the broadcast. I, uh, yeah, Hmm. just, I told Alexis yesterday, I I said, I, you know, I really, I struggled with, and I know I'm not alone. I know Dawn's in the same boat and Kenny, I, I, I I just really struggled about today's broadcast, you know, and I'm just being very honest and it's not about the show, but I'm just talking about struggle that. I felt weird as a, as a, as a white dude, you know, uh, making sure I say the right thing and making sure that we do the right thing. And, um, it was really important to all of us that we today, and as we continue, we, we do the right thing. And, and I just, I want to say, I just hope, I hope that came through today. Um, we really did try. And if we faltered, if we went a little too far this way, a little too far that way, uh, Please give us a little bit of grace. But all of us, I just want everyone to know, all of us on the show, Alexis, Don, Kenny, myself, uh, we really tried uh, to be very honest and raw, uncomfortable at times. Um, and as I've said many times, I think we need to be uncomfortable at, at, at this point. Um, but I just, I wanted to be very clear about what the intention of the last three hours were. And uh, God, I hope it came through. And uh, thank you for uh, listening today. Uh and thanks to the the words of uh, our contributors, uh, Stephanie and and uh, and Miss Shannon. It is uh, eight forty eight. How you doing, Lex? Uh, I'll admit I'm happy it's Friday and yeah. that we. Um, uh, is that you know tomorrow we can just be regular consumers of not that we're not, but you know just sit back and really um, just. Uh, yeah, experience and feel all the feels because I think, yeah, this is just the beginning of a conversation that is uh, decades um, in the making making and needs to happen. Um, And just to try to have some understanding of, of, of why, and we need some justice. 
Yeah. There, uh, uh, an arrest or information why and not just saying, uh, oh, you know, yeah. being, um, you know, weak about thing. it. Or it's a, it was appalling, that pr- press conference yesterday. Yeah. Done. And, and it heightened. Uh, it, yeah. It, it made it worse. If we could just understand the system, yep. we yes. all understand that there is a process. Absolutely. And in order to not just arrest somebody, but the prosecutors, what they have to do to gather. I mean, there is video evidence. That's what's so strange to us is that the probable cause is there, like Jason said. And we just need to know why. You know, we need to have it explained to us. You need to come on and tell us because... If the longer that you wait, the more destruction is going to happen. Yeah. We, we need to know why an arrest hasn't been made. And if there's a process, please tell us. Lay that out for us. Educate us. You know, we want to understand. Yeah. There's and been an unfortunate vacuum. We need vacuum to hear from of, our leadership. Yes. There's, a, there's been and, an unfortunate vacuum of and, leadership and information. But we also, I also want to acknowledge just personally that they are just two men. And they have a lot of people surrounding them trying to help. But Mayor yep. Fry, and I'm sorry, uh, St. Paul. Melvin Carter. Uh, Melvin, Melvin, Carver, Melvin Carter. Carver, you know, Carver, they're yeah. just two men. And they're trying to do the best that they can. So I know right. that we, we're very angry right now. But if we could also offer them some grace as well. They're exhausted and have never in their entire lives think that they would have to deal with something like this and yes we elected them to do this and to stand up but um yeah i'm just trying to find some grace there absolutely as I, well i just well, want there them are to a lot of plan. leaders yeah there are a lot yes yep. our, yeah the, the mayors the governor of course uh the the um police uh what is his uh, anyway Fair so God. yes yep. so sorry i was lighting one up no it's all right no they, <laughs> it's okay, <Kenny>. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass one over to me? And um, I, don't even... yeah, I think I'm going to start smoking again. I don't uh, care. Sorry, guys. I've, uh, I, in that commercial break, I already uh, I made a margarita under the desk. Okay. Don didn't see it. Uh, and I know it's a violation, but uh, I don't care. If anyone would like one, um, uh, would you like it sweet or not sweet? I, 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 have, I, 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 have seriously, okay. I, I seriously considered uh, asking MC to bring me my anxiety pills because I have to be on the air for three more hours. And I've already yeah. you know, cried several times. So, yeah. yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah. 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 Believe me, I had um, a couple skinny girl margaritas last night and yeah. uh, I will probably be having some instead of Starbucks today. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Kenny, uh, as we wrap up here, uh, uh, Lex and Dawn uh, have kind of uh, how, how are you feeling as we uh, in our I don't final minutes? I'll be here. the last voice heard on this show for this week. I will tell you, though, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I have no confidence in our leadership. Uh, and that starts with the governor, and it goes to both mayors. Uh, I am not safe in South Minneapolis. My house smells like the inside of a burning barrel because South Minneapolis is burning. And nights in this city, the last two nights, has been like the Wild West. There's no secret. Uh, you all know, and most of the my talkers know, uh, I'm a firearm owner, and my firearms always stay locked up in the safe. Yeah. I never feel the need to have my firearms at the ready. Yeah. Well, I do. They're ready. And and I mean they they're loaded yeah. and yeah. they're ready. I got a long gun sitting next to my GD bed. That's BS. 
Yeah. Because I have no confidence in our leaders or our police force in protecting me. What I've heard the last two nights in the scanner is absolutely ridiculous. This shouldn't have happened. No. And that's all I have well, to say. Well, I'm offering, if you want to come to my apartment in Roseville, I'm staying in Woodbury pretty much every I night. So if you want to go there, I've, it's kind of dirty right now. But <laughs> I've got a place to go. I've got a place in the country. Oh, sure. I have yeah. to be here to protect my stupid property because yeah. I live close to a park and it was mayhem last oh, night. Oh, gosh. Not only fireworks, but guns all night long. Oh, you got to stay God. here like some kind of redneck hillbilly protecting my property. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. This is stupid. I heard, I, I won't say a name, but one of our MyTalk employees, a, a younger MyTalk employee, was tweeting uh, that she lives near the area too, and she kept being woken up by the sh- sh- shots, by gunfire. And I, I just thought, I, it's just frightening. I think she lives by herself. There's no and way I just, to live. Yeah, I just. There's no way to live. So, but imagine again. Every day. It, I was just going to say, yeah, the. The fear that we're feeling right now is exactly oh. how a person of color feels uh, when they get into an altercation or uh, an interaction with law enforcement. It's just, yeah, just to put it in proper perspective. Uh, anyway, um, again, I will reiterate, uh, we are grateful that you joined us today. Um, we are grateful uh, for your voices. We hear you. Thank you for your emails. Uh, thank you for everyone that participated today. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Ms. Shannon, uh, my goodness, uh, really made us think. And that was the whole intent. And I'm, and I'm so glad that she mm-hmm. joined us, um, really. And I hope as we go through the weekend, uh, I hope we have the ability to listen to folks, uh, open our hearts a little wider, I hope for our leaders that God gives them the strength to lead, lead us out of this and lead us to a new, a new way that hopefully can start to rebuild a system that's fair for everybody. That's fair for everybody. These kind of people can't be tolerated no, on our police force they cannot. anymore. And if that means destroying the whole system and building it from the, from the bottom up, so be it. Uh, but this can't continue because uh, if it continues... Uh, again, the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior and expecting different results. And we saw the results of the continued insanity against people of color last night. 8.55, that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Please stay safe this weekend. Uh, and uh, we greatly appreciate you being here. Right, Lex? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We love you all. And be safe and do what's right.